0: The reading today is Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can, with reverence, serve you. I wait. The Lord, my whole being waits, and in His word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with Him is full redemption. He Himself will redeem Israel from all their sins this is the word of the Lord thanks be to God Father
1: out of the depths we cry to you hear our voice be attentive to our cries for mercy and hear us now as we uh, hope and need to learn more of you in your name Amen. So, question to start with. Are you a fan of New York or London? New York? One. Two. Okay, London? Outvoted. Excellent. I completely agree with you. I think London has it every single time. I love uh, the beauty of it, the architecture, the buzz the different styles, the character of all the villages which are knitted together. Uh, I just love the city as the whole. I love the fact that in London you get a view, even if it's, you know, it doesn't go up and down very much, but you can still see into the distance. And I don't know about you, um, but in London I feel as though the sky is above me and the sky is coming to the ground and when I've been in New York it's very modern and it's very tall and it's, it's a bit like one of those sort of fish eye cameras I feel as though those tall buildings are virtually meeting above my head and there's just no room I can't escape I can't really breathe and sometimes I wonder if my life replicates that sort of impression I feel overcome I feel the weight of all that there is to do the height of things around me seem to sort of merge over my head and I think our psalmist is of that view today he cries out I say he the psalmist cries out to God Out of the depths. I suspect it's the realization of their own unworthiness. It probably refers to sin, and they cry out from their own wrongdoing, their lack of purity alongside their God. But it could be many things, couldn't it? That we cry out to God for our isolation, our loneliness our illness our feeling of of not being wanted perhaps we were the last person chosen in the school playground all those years ago and it still bugs me now maybe it's the weight of grief it seems to be all consuming the weight and the quantity of all those little jobs I've got to do they're piling up around me I feel so small So insignificant, so useless, so inadequate. Is it just me that feels like that? Life is just too difficult, and I cry out to God, Please hear me. Be attentive to my cry. Have mercy. And when we measure ourselves against God, who can stand? If God kept a record of our sins, it would be hopeless. The negative column would be so immense. I try to think of an illustration. The only one I could come up with, I try and run occasionally. I say run, it's a sort of brisk walk. Uh, and uh, there was great jubilation wasn't there the first time Roger Bannister broke the four minute mile everyone thought it was amazing what a feat well I I think Kipchoge has just won the marathon this morning hasn't he in the early hours do you know his pace would have been about sort of four minutes ten seconds for every single mile for 26 miles I would have broken down after 400 metres but he just kept going that in a sense is the measure it's just beyond my comprehension and but and this is one of the biggest buts in the bible but the psalm says with you there is forgiveness wow and so the psalmist waits and i love this example of waiting he uses two phrases and he re- sorry i keep saying he i think it's david but it doesn't actually say that the psalmist waits the psalmist says i wait for the lord my soul waits and in his word i put my whole hope my soul waits for the Lord so we have three weights in one verse, two verses actually and then it goes on, more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning so we've got five weights now in two verses my soul I think it was my being that was in the translation that we read My very being, the integral part of us, the very core within us, waits for God, waits for the presence, the essence of God to be with us, to be put right with God. And the watchmen, the watchmen used to build towers. They did it along the city wall, if you remember, uh, so that they could look out and see when the enemy was going to come and ransack their city and warn everybody so that was a vital role they they had these watchtowers strong, secure places but they also built them in the middle of their fields which may sound strange to us but where food was so precious where livestock was so vital they looked after it with their life and they built these strong towers, watchtowers in the middle of their fields so that they could see the thief coming to steal the flock the life of the people their own lives depended upon those in the towers they were so important but even more important than that to the psalmist is that they wait for the Lord More than the watchmen wait for the morning. More than the watchmen wait for the morning. My soul waits for the Lord. My soul waits for the Lord. The soul puts its trust in the word of God. Our relationship, our future is in the hands of God. I shall wait. How exciting, overwhelming that I should wait for the presence of God to be with me God knows my faults he knows my weaknesses he knows my current position he knows my sinfulness he knows my suffering my grief my isolation my loneliness we cannot release ourselves but within that context God says even so I want a relationship with you my Holy Spirit is coming for you wait and I will come O Israel, it finishes, O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. O Wanish, O Blackheath, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. That's what the psalmist is saying. He's saying it to his people, the people that he knows. I'm saying it to you. You're the people I know. Even so, even in Surrey, God can save us from our sins if we wait and put our trust in God. And we will not be the first people to put our trust in God. Think of all those people that we love who have overcome because they've had this epiphany moment, this realisation of there's my sin, there's the love of God, but God has come to me and forgiven me. Think of John Newton when he wrote Amazing Grace. That was the epiphany moment for him. Romans 1, 17, I think was what Luther was reading over and over and over again until he suddenly said, I realised God loved me. Even me. And he was there to forgive me. Charles Wesley wrote, My chains fell off, my heart is free. All of these people having that moment of realization that the salvation of God was for them. Do we long for God in the same way? I wonder if we do. I wonder if we really appreciate what it is to walk with God I've been thinking um, a little bit over this last week about walking with God <clears throat> I'm, um, I'm due to speak in just over a week's time I think I'm anyway at my um, father-in-law's funeral um, he grew up in rural Wales he was a fantastic athlete great runner uh, he was an organist being Welsh he was a musician great singer he went into the RAF <coughs> and uh, with uh, some guidance from his future wife he met God following the RAF he went to a London City Mission Hall where he met his wife uh, and uh, they married um, he then applied to the London City Mission and worked for them the whole of his life. I've been hearing some of the tributes about him because I've been seeing the emails coming in. He was a man deeply loved, deeply respected, deeply admired because he loved other people. He started each day with the Bible in his lap and in prayer. He was forgiving, he was calm, sensitive, loving, and he committed himself to serving other people. How? Well at his funeral we're going to read another psalm, 139 which finishes with these two verses Search me, O God, and know my heart Test me and know my anxious thoughts Every day he started the day by asking God to reach into his soul his very being and take away the things which shouldn't be there and instead put in his heart what was right the result was a love that was probably deeper than I've seen in anyone else I was uh, fortunate in the uh, last couple of weeks before he died um, to take him communion at home Uh, and for a man who couldn't communicate at that stage it was incredibly moving for me to give him communion and his eyes were fixed on me not because of me but because of what I was saying He was hanging on every word. When he took the bread, he tore off a piece. When he took the wine, he was thirsty for the blood of God. That is what I believe it is to walk with God day by day. To know God so closely that your footsteps are in sync with his and the mark of God's print is where you are putting your own can we do that? can we do that? can we wait day by day by day so that our life is changed our perspective is different and our path every day is to walk the path of God let's pray heavenly father we come before you if you kept a record of sins which one of us could stand before you but with you there is forgiveness and so I wait for you my soul waits for you because in your word I've put my hope my soul waits for you more than the watchman wait for the morning oh David oh Wanish oh Blackheath oh Lord help us put our hope in you for with you is unfailing love And with you is full redemption. Heavenly Father be with each one of us. We ask in your name. Amen.